Humanity Chats, a conversation about everyday issues that impact humans. Join us. Together, we can go far. Hi, welcome to Humanity Chats. Um, once again, it's Thursday. We get together and talk about everyday issues that impact humans. I am your hostess with the mostest. My name is Margie Marge. Um, I host this. Uh, we get together with guests from all walks of life and talk about different issues. Um, today, we're going to be talking about our children's health. We are honored to have our resident physician, Dr. Marco Newman of Atrium Health, join us. Um, we know that the kids are back at school and people have questions and, you know, concerns. And so Dr. Newman is here to answer our questions. And so if you have any questions, just drop it in the chat. And if you're here, invite a friend, let someone know. This episode is going to be available on our podcast um, on Friday, August 20th. And so tune into the podcast for a repeat over the weekends. If you're taking a walk, whether you're cooking in the kitchen, always go to that podcast, Humanity Chats with Margie, and um, you can hear, listen to the, the previous episodes. We, as I said earlier, we talk about everything. Now, before we bring Dr. Newman on board, you know, um, my heart goes out to so many people in our community and beyond. COVID-19 is, um, is kicked up a notch. Um, I live in South Carolina, and I know that in my area, our vaccination rate is 47%. Um, and that our positivity rates right now is, is, is hinging around 20%, meaning one out of every five people um, that you meet could probably be positive. These are facts that the average person doesn't know. And so sometimes, you know, we're acting like um, the pandemic is gone and, and it's a new day. Well, Dr. Newman is here to give us some of the facts that she's been experiencing. She is a pediatrician, and so she sees a lot of kids. She's with Atrium Health, Levine's Shelby Children's Clinic, um, right at Kings Mountain. She is a physician leader, and you know what? She is accredited by the American Board of Pediatrics and completed her residency at Sinai Children's Hospital in Chicago, Illinois. Um, Dr. Newman has a heart for service. She's been on our show before. She's always there when we call her. And in addition to mentoring medical students and young girls, she also serves as a board of trustee at Gaston Day School. I cannot wait for you guys to get to listen to Dr. Newman. I think that information is going to be vital. And so without much further ado, we're going to try to find Dr. Newman in the green room. Uh, we're excited to have her join us. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Goodness, it's taking me a minute. I um, Okay, let's get our intro going. And this is Humanity Chats with Margie. Hello, 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 Dr. Newman. Hey, hey Margie Match. Hi. <laughs> nice it's to so, be part of the show. It's good to yes, it's so good to see you. It's always good to reconnect with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. It's been a while since I've been on Humanity Chats. I've been listening in, but it's always exciting to be on the show with you. Yeah. 
Yes, well, um, today we're just going to get right into the meat. Our kids are headed back to school. Um, I know those in the southeast are already in school. Those in the northeast are going to be going in a few more weeks. Um, the college-age kids have also been dropped off or they've, you know, boarded the plane. And there's so many questions out there. So, Dr. Newman, what I'd like to ask you is what is the state of COVID-19 now for parents? COVID-19 is really going up, especially because of the Delta variant. So the Delta variant is so much more transmissible. And because of that, the infection rate has gone up. Um, currently, the um, young people under 12 have not been approved for vaccination. So because of that, we have an uh, increase in infection rates, especially in our um, young ones who are less than 12, because they are the part of the largest population who haven't been vaccinated. And also for um, there is higher hospitalization in um, adults, especially who are um, under 55. Most of those above 65 who have comorbidities have been vaccinated and thus the hospitalization rate in them is quite low. So we are definitely seeing an uptake in cases all over the country. Here in North Carolina, our vaccination rate is about 48%. And therefore, um, you know, only 50% of our whole population who is eligible is vaccinated. Therefore, one in two people you see hasn't been vaccinated. So we are still in the thick of the pandemic. So we still have to be very vigilant to keep each other and our children safe. Wow. I'm surprised at the vaccination rates because um, I think in the Northeast, we get to hear these higher vaccination rates. And um, it's not the same for, for the Southeast um, and other parts of the country. Now, what does this mean for our kids um, going back to school? So this means that when our kids go into school, they are part of a large population who do not have the same protection as people who have been vaccinated. So therefore, they are more susceptible to getting infections. Having said that, it's known that kids, even when they are infected, majority of them have very mild illness. Some have asymptomatic um, presentation. That means that they don't have any symptoms at all, but can still be positive and be shedding virus. And um, quite a number now have been getting moderate to severe illness, and some of which have been admitted to the hospital. If you look at the stats, I saw some statistics this morning, shows that since January, Children less than 18 have had an uptake in hospitalization by 33%. And currently in, um, in the U.S., I think overnight, the numbers show that we currently have about 2,000 kids in hospital because of COVID. So um, kids are generally very healthy population. So for a doctor to decide to admit a child in a hospital for respiratory issues or COVID complications, that means that they really are seriously ill. And um, quite a proportion of them are, are in intensive care, requiring oxygen. Some are being hospitalized. And then we also have um, the very sad complications of um systemic inflammation, which can arise after about six to eight weeks of children being infected. And that can really lead to um, severe illness and death in children. So um, we're, we're definitely in a, in a difficult situation with our kids. 
Now, um, as a pediatrician, I bet you've seen some traffic come through your clinic. Um, are more kids testing positive? Are they showing symptoms? What are you seeing? And does that represent what's happening in um, pediatrician offices across the nation? Yeah, so in a local area where I practice in Kings Mountain, Cleveland County, I think our vaccination rate is even lower than the state vaccination rate. We're about 37% the last time I checked. So we are definitely seeing, as we see more infections in adults, these adults live with kids, so they do share the virus with them, and we're seeing more positivity in kids coming into the clinic. Um, There also is a stark rise in regular respiratory viral illnesses because um, us and young people are just getting together more as we were not before in the wintertime when we're all masked and staying home. So coupled with um, our immune systems being more susceptible now because we haven't been exposed to lots of viruses, we're having kids who have other viral illnesses, especially the kids under one with RSV, and some of them are also having COVID. RSV is respiratory syncytial virus, which also causes um, a, a severe respiratory illness, which can lead to wheezing and having kids required to be hospitalized and need oxygen. So those um, viral illnesses plus COVID is really making our um, hospitalizations go up, and we're definitely seeing lots and lots more sick kids, especially in the last month in our clinic. And I know this is um, being seen in other clinics around that area. And I've read reports that around the country, um, this is definitely um, what is prevailing right now. Now, um, I have another question. You did mention masks as you were talking. Um, Some of our schools, I know that in South Carolina, as of today, we don't have a mask mandate. Um, could you explain to me, I mean, I know that I've been hearing that the mask help, but could you give me some numbers or some statistics to back that? Yeah. A study that came out out of Duke um, sometime earlier um, in June or July, I believe, which took a look at students in schools, they took um, a couple of public schools and other schools in the area, and they studied them and they looked at schools who had mandated masks for kids in classrooms, Mm -hmm. social distancing, hand washing, and and in schools which did not enforce um, those um, recommendations. And they realized that there was a really, really high um, infectious transmission rate in the schools who did not enforce those protocols. So it really shows that masking and all the other um, protocols that are health um, Uh, professionals are telling us to do to keep each other safe really does work. Masks keep you safe and they also protect you from shedding um, an infection or virus to other people. So if I mask and you mask, we are both kind of protecting each other. Um, I know um, in a few counties around our area, there were masks optional in school, but in the last two days, especially around the Charlotte area, we have had counties who um, school boards decided to um, make masks optional in schools have reversed their decision 
because of the rate of cases going up in the area and of the severity of the transmission of this new Delta variant. This Delta variant is a totally uh, more virulent virus than the initial COVID virus that we had. So um, I'm really happy that they have changed um, lots of the requirements in schools and making masks mandatory. So um, that, that really is something positive. And I think this will help to prevent um, severe infection in, and in our kids. Are you there? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I think we had a little, we had a little mishap. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Yes. No problem. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was saying masks really are effective. And I do think that even if you're in a school district and um, the school district is max optional to protect uh, for your children to be protected and from there to protect um, their classmates and teachers. Also, it's really important that everybody masks who can. Of course, there will be a few children who will not be able to mask, a lot of them because maybe they have certain developmental problems or illnesses. Therefore, they cannot keep the mask on properly. An example would be kids who are autistic or who have other developmental delays, which make it challenging for them to be able to understand and reason um, with adults why masks are important. So it's even more important because of them that the rest of the population masks. Therefore, we can protect them with us being safe and healthy. So, you know, wearing a mask with what you're telling me, it doesn't always mean that you're protecting yourself. Well, it does. But then you have to also have that mindset that you could be protecting the next person. Absolutely. 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 Because you're wearing the mask prevents you from shedding an infection, which you may not know you have, because uh, there's a large population of children who get COVID and they're asymptomatic. So we can have children walking around who are positive and they don't know they're positive. So if they're wearing a mask, they help to prevent spread of illness to other people also. So that's why it's important that everybody masks. That way it prevents in, in infection from spreading. Now, you know, yesterday I was fortunate to sit in a meeting where I had the statistics from a hospital about the people, the percentage, the unvaccinated percentage that was developing complications. And from what I was hearing, the people in the hospital now are either children, people in their 20s, 30s or 40s. Those are the mostly unvaccinated and the vaccinated breakthrough cases are mostly 70 and above. And so um, with that, my next question is about the vaccines, um, especially with our middle schools. Uh, the age range in the middle school is such that there may be some kids in the middle school who are um, below 12 years old, so they cannot get a vaccine. And they're mixed with these other kids that can get vaccines. I mean, what do we do about the vaccine situation? So vaccines have been proven to be safe. They've been proven to be effective against severe illness and death. That is what we need everybody to remember. So vaccination, um, even with other diseases, it's not 100%, right? So when, you're, when you get vaccinated, it doesn't mean that you will not ever contract the infection. You might, but it will help you to prevent you from getting severe illness. So the more people vaccinate, the less likely that they will have really severe illness. So the larger of 
the, the larger population of vaccinated people in school um, definitely is really going to prevent severe infection from those who cannot get vaccinated. So um, I really think it's important that we encourage parents to talk to their healthcare professionals if they have questions. I myself, I have a 15 and 14 and a half year old, both of which are fully vaccinated. I think it gives opportunity for them to be able to do things a little bit more comfortably because they know they have that extra layer of protection, right? So maybe about two months ago, um, before we realized that um, vaccinated people can be asymptomatic and shedding virus, we were all kind of really comfortable saying, hey, if you're vaccinated, you don't need a mask, you can hang out with people who are probably unvaccinated because we didn't think we could spread virus. But now we are aware that even if you're vaccinated, you could still share infection and be spreading virus. So it's really important to mask up. A vaccination really helps to dip that curve and um, to help us to um, prevent severe illness. So vaccines are definitely um, really important. And I encourage everybody who can va get vaccinated should go and get vaccinated. Well. Um that brings me to the next question, um, misinformation. There are people out there who are like, I don't know what that vaccine is going to do to my body. It's not FDA approved. Where can they find information, the accurate information about the efficacy of the vaccine? Or is there something you can tell us so that if there's a parent listening, if there's a guardian listening, they would know what to do? Yeah, so um, the accurate um, vaccine information, if you go to the CDC website or the um, American Academy of Pediatrics or um, Infectious Disease Doctors website, you should definitely be able to find the most accurate and um, the best information you need about the vaccine. Having said that, um, the... It's, it's always uh, better to have a one-on-one -on -one discussion with somebody who really understands and knows what these vaccines contain and how they've been developed to get your questions answered, right? There's so much misinformation out there. Um, I don't want to go into all the different um, theories that people have about vaccines, but what I want people to know is that um, the, 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 the biggest question I have from parents when they come in is, oh, you know, COVID just came up last year. How did we have a vaccine be developed so quickly in a year? They don't think it was done well, and therefore they don't think it's safe. But let me make you aware tonight that um, the mRNA vaccine technology has been studied and developed since the 1980s. People have been studying mRNA technology for vaccines. So if you have an illness which is um, capturing the whole world, you have every virology scientist almost working on finding a vaccine for COVID, you are definitely going to get results back in a shorter period of time because everybody who is a virologist, lots of them quit their other experiments they were doing and started working on developing a vaccine. So, um, so the science part of vaccine development was not sped up. It was meticulously done with all the safety steps that need to go through, right? What was sped up a little bit is all the red tape that it takes to get things through with the FDA. So um, I really want people to understand that there were no shortcuts taken in developing this vaccine. It was done in the best possible way um, to um, help us develop um, some fighting power against this terrible illness we're dealing with worldwide.
Wow, thank you. Such useful information. Um, viewers, listeners, this has been Dr. Marco Newman. Um, she is a physician leader with Atrium Health, Levine's Shelby Children's Clinic out in Kings Mountain. Um, she is board certified. She knows what she's talking about. Um, as parents, as guardians, adults, we, we are all anxious um, about these kids that are going back to school. And so um, go back, do, do a replay, listen to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you, you listen to your podcast. Share this message with others. I believe we've received some succinct information here. We have learned about the importance of the masks. We have learned about um, vaccines. We have learned about the um, effect of the misinformation out there. Um, this has been an update on children's health as our kids head back to school. Dr. Newman, before we wrap up, do you have any words for um, our listeners and viewers? Yeah, thank you, Marjorie. So what I'd like to leave everybody with is the fact that kids study best when they are in school. We have found that studying online, especially for the kids from middle school and younger, it was so difficult for them last year and difficult also for their parents. So whatever we can do to keep kids in school and to keep them safe is definitely what we as pediatricians and I think um, all parents really are striving for. One way we can do that, because kids have anxiety also about going back to school. So let's remember that. And to help to deal with that, it's important to try and develop a routine for your children and listen to them. When you notice that they are quiet, their um, attitude is changing, it might be... Um, withdrawing from um, family activities. It might be spending more time in their room. It might be trouble sleeping or overeating. You do want to talk to them because just the way we are anxious, we have to remember that our children who are anxious and are worried about going back to school, a lot of them are, they just don't voice it out. So it's um, this is the time where you need to reassure them that you're doing the best you can. And if you can get them vaccinated, go ahead and get them vaccinated and protect them by giving them masks to take to school. Thank you. Wow, that is amazing. Thank you so much for this um, informational session. Um, viewers, listeners, if you want to learn more, you can always go on margimarsh.com, learn about Dr. Newman, um, go on any of the mo major podcasts, listen to Humanity Chats with Margie. You can catch this episode. It will be the most recent episode there, or you can watch on YouTube, wherever, and share this with your network. Um, I believe that we are not trying to impose any beliefs on you, um, but we want you to make informed decisions. And I'm so glad that we're hearing from a, a physician's perspective. Now, um, we had um, our guest from last week, um, Dr. Tamara Foley, who said that she is so glad to hear a physician's perspective, because a lot of the times we hear from, you know, people like me who might not necessarily know what they're talking about. And that's why we bring the experts in. So thank you, Dr. Newman. Um, to our viewers and listeners, it was good seeing you. Um, next up, we have Dr. Lugutera, who is going to be talking. Um, she's, she's an advocate for early childhood development. And so she is going to be talking about creativity in children. Join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern um, to listen to Dr. Lugutera. And as always, this has been Humanity Chats um, from Dr. Newman and myself. We say get vaccinated, wear your mask. Thank you. Bye.
Thank you for listening. Share with a friend. We are humans from all around the world. One kind only, and that is humankind. Your friend, Margie Marge.